Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast. Today's Monday, February 15th. We're brought to you by Sticks Golf. Yeah, Zach, Sticks Golf, man. Um, great set of clubs. They're doing like all these promos right now where you can not, now you can get like one club if, you, if you're just like, man, I need something to like fill out my set right now. They're selling individual clubs. Um, there's a little uh, preview here. Um, they'll be selling different shafted clubs too. So um, getting a little more customizable here. Um, but as always, go ahead and check them out. Uh, sticks.golf um, and on social media is at uh, Sticks Golf here. But great set of clubs if you want the whole set. Uh, get a nice discount using our code stadium 99 um, really cool sleek matte black finish um, and perform really well so it's great to have them as our our sponsor here awesome and today we got a, a special guest back on the show for those who remember it's uh jimmy stanger on the corn Ferry tour his caddy and some would say highly suspect going by the t-shirt colby <laughs> norman how's uh how's things been going Good, man. How you boys been? Not bad managing, I feel like, everyone else. Yeah, Pretty wild, yeah. Maintaining. That, that, that's my favorite new way to say. Maintaining. Yeah, so last time we spoke to you, you were still with uh, Jimmy out on the Corn Ferry Tour, but with COVID, it shut everything down. So what's the progress on that? Oh, man, the, uh, the tour's been awesome. Uh, being able to just get a schedule together um, and just navigate the whole, you know, pandemic uh, with just, you know, from what I've been told, it's just been really hard to get a schedule because, you know, you have these, you know, tour officials are having to talk to, you know, actual governors of these, you know, states to try to okay, you know, a bunch of the, bunch of these people that, that they know have been traveling all over, you know, kind of quote unquote at risk. Um, but uh, man, they've—it's just been awesome, uh, you know. Getting getting the getting the swab test up the nose every week is uh, is still pretty uh, pretty awful. But small small price to pay to to be able to go back to work. Yeah, were you guys uh, were you guys Monday qualifying or trying to Monday qualify for anything during this, or sort of took it as some time off? Um, he uh, he he didn't really uh, go that route. He wanted to just kind of practice and. Uh, you know, he's had his fair share of um, PGA events. And um, from what I kind of gathered is he's just, you know, wanting to just really focus on uh, Corn Ferry and just try to hammer away at that, and, uh, you know, earn uh, earn some PGA Tour starts the, uh, the traditional way. So, um, but, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, you know, if he starts playing well and we have a few weeks off or something, you know, it wouldn't surprise me for him to go out and, you know, just try to do a, a Monday Monday qualifier and, uh, and you know, get another, get another PGA Tour rep. Yeah, and you guys, uh, from last time we spoke, I think right after you guys went on a pretty good run, you were doing well, I think, till uh, COVID sort of shut everything down. I remember every time I looked at the app, you guys were right up there. So Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we had a... Uh, had a really good run for a while um and um you know actually our second tournament back with um with a after the COVID break uh, I don't even know if I spoke about it last time but uh I was disqualified from caddying because I wasn't or I rode in the car with someone for like an hour that actually ended up testing positive um so that was like my first big um welcome back to corn Ferry uh last year so that was unfortunate um but uh you know just went through protocols and sat out the 10 days or whatever they wanted me to do and i was able to i was able to go back to work the next week so and that was kind of whenever we started our uh our, our little run there and uh had some good finishes towards the end of the end of the year as well whenever the purses are are bumped up you know a few few hundred thousand dollars so that was uh that was always nice, but uh, yeah, all in all, it just ended ended on a really good, really good note. You know, I uh, it's funny because 
last year, even though like we didn't have that many tournaments compared to a normal year, you know, all the tours, it's funny because it seemed like it just lasted forever. Yeah. I mean, um, once once the season was over, you know, we look back and, you know, obviously always look back and go, wow, it flew. But during that time frame, man, it, it was it was long. But uh, as uh, you are, I'm looking forward to getting back as well. Yeah, man. I, I honestly didn't think this time would ever come. Like, I remember whenever the, the schedule first came out, um, Jimmy was actually at Sawgrass practicing, and I was there uh, just uh, resort caddying. And uh, went over there, hung out with them on the range, and uh, got coaxed into a little rain session before I knew it, it was full blown rain session over there. Um, but uh, we actually got the schedule, I think, that day while he was out there on the range. And I was just looking at it, and like, you know, of course, it said, you know, February, and this was back in, gosh, November, I guess. So. I just think – I didn't think it would ever get here. But now that it's here, man, which it – you know, we're first tournament back, but unfortunately, you know, we have this week and then we have a month off. So, uh, yeah. but, you know. Yeah, at least, at least some competition, you know. At least, at, least, at least it gets the blood flowing a little bit. Yeah, 100%, man. Just, and just to be back out just today, I mean, we just hardly did anything, just chipped and putt and – hit a little bit on the range, but just to like, I mean, you know how it is, man, just get back around the guys and yeah. uh, just, you know, see some familiar faces. Uh, you know, you definitely, you don't realize, you know, how much you miss it until you have to take three or four months off from it. Right. Right. Yeah. It's tough. It really is. But uh, there's nothing like, uh, you know, for people that love to compete, there's nothing like, uh, you know, whatever your profession is, whatever whatever your sport is, your competition is, there's nothing like competing. Yeah. yeah. How's it working for – I know a lot of people listening were always getting, like, questions on the Corn Ferry and how is it working to get promoted to the PGA Tour. And now with this, it's sort of turned into a pretty big shit show, I could imagine. But you guys, you guys had four top ten finishes, I know, last year. So you must at least be right on, on the cusp of it, or how's that going to work? Yeah. Um... Yeah, so, I mean, it'll be basically, you know, at the end of every year, you know, you got the regular season, 25 people, um, 25 top point earners that earn tour cards. Um, and then you got the three playoff events where our top 75 play the bottom 75 from PGA for another 25. Um, and last year we had all those tournaments, but obviously there was no uh, promotion from us to PGA or any demotion from PGA to, uh, you know, back down to Corn Ferry. So, um, uh, which I think if last year would have been a regular year, we actually got um, a sixth place and a fifth place in our playoff, uh, two of our playoff uh, tournaments, which regardless, we weren't playing against, you know, any of the bottom PGA Tour guys. but um, if somehow, some way, you know, last year was a regular year and we get those same finishes, I think we uh, mathematically would have locked up PGA Tour status, which I knew that, like, as soon as it happened. But I didn't want to, like, bring it up to him and him be like, you know, oh, wow. Like, you know, thanks. Thanks for bringing that up. But uh, I finally brought it up to him, like, two weeks ago or two weeks after uh, that that last tournament. He's like, Oh yeah, he's like, you don't think I knew that? And I was like, I wasn't sure if you did or not. But I wasn't like going to brought it up. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But um, but yeah, man, we finished. We finished good, and uh, um, we're sitting at thirty three on the points. And so, if we can somehow by the end of this year uh, get inside the top twenty five, then uh, PGA Tour bound. Love it, love it. Yeah, yeah. You know, finally the Corn Ferry Tour is back. I mean. Yeah. It was crazy to me that it was such a long break. I mean, you, I thought, like, the players just organize amongst themselves to go play tournaments. Yeah. Well, a lot of them went and did uh, some of the, you know, like the mini tour stuff, uh, which um, that uh, – I don't know his actual name, but the the Monday Q guy. Yeah, we had him on the pod. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, he Too covers bad. that stuff so well, man. I think since him doing that, it's brought a lot more – 
uh, like notoriety to those tours. And, um, and like Reed said earlier, like whenever these guys are, you know, they're athletes. And so for them to just have somewhere to go compete, whether, you know, obviously they're not competing for, you know, a hundred thousand dollar check or a million dollar check like the PGA tour, but just to, just to get those blood, you know, get the blood pumping and get the heart going. Uh, there's just nothing like competition. So um, from what I was told, that's what a lot of the guys did was some of that mini tour stuff. Well, it's, it's funny you say that, Cole, because even in like the off time, like a normal off, off season, say in Phoenix, you have some pretty good mini tours now being the outlaw tour and outlaw tours actually uh, partner with the Golden Gate. I think it's the Golden, the Golden Gate tour, whatever the one in California is. Um, the Golden State tour, that's what it is. They partner, I think, between California and Arizona, you know, you probably have maybe 25 to 30 guys, maybe even more than that, that have gone and played in some events over the winter. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure, man. Like I said, this, you know, those these guys are athletes. And so whenever, you know, when they're not able to, to go compete and play for something other than, you know, you know, little money games back home with their buddies or some of the members at their, at their clubs, you know, like, you know, it's just, you start missing it, man. And, uh, right. you know, so I, I, I thought that was pretty cool. How a lot of them kind of, you know, made the small stuff. A lot of people have always, I, I'm sure the same for you. have always asked, um, don't you get nervous or don't you get, but and the answer is, yeah. In some instances, like, Dude, everyone gets friggin' nervous, but as athletes and people who want to compete, that's what you live for. You live yeah. to get those moments, and that's truly what it is. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Uh, I wish I could remember this quote. I watched it. Uh, it was a Netflix show, and it had um, uh, uh, Josie Mourinho, the soccer coach for uh, Tottenham. They had Phil Phil Jackson on. Just all. Um, and um, Doc Rivers from the NBA. It was just right. all these big-time head coaches, and they just interviewed them about how uh, just how how they got to where they are in their life, and just you know the competitive mindset that they have. And uh, I think it was Doc Rivers that said something. Man, I, I remember I I texted to Jimmy because it was just like it wasn't like some therapy saying. It was just like a it was just, I don't know, it just clicked. And it was just like, right. that's what competition is. And I uh, thought that was pretty sweet. But um, I'll have to I'll have to find that uh, that quote, and I'll, I'll send it to the boys. And uh, but sure. yeah, it, was, it was good, man. It was really good. Yeah, and then, uh, so moving on, have you been following the golf recently? We had a, a crazy tournament this week. Dude, yeah. how, many, how many people were in it on the back nine there? That was I, – I thought we were going to get some free golf. I was, like, getting super excited, man. I was, like, ready for a playoff at Pebble. Um, yeah, there was a lot – dude, I'm – you know, I, I'm going to be that guy. I, it, I'm so glad to see Spieth, like, coming back in form, man, because whenever I picked up golf, you know, when I started playing, he was, like – that's whenever he was 19 years old, just won the John Deere and – you know, so I was, I guess, the same age as him, really, like, whenever I really started playing. Um, and then just watching him dominate like that for, for those few years. Um, and then, you know, the, the struggles or demons, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, that was I, was, I was just pumped seeing him, man. Uh, but then, obviously, that, that putt for uh, a putt burger hit on 18 just canned it, you know. Just fourth eagle. Yeah. 43 rounds of pebble. Here's what I'll say about Spieth, man. I, I actually watched uh, a little bit of the coverage. Um, and I to be honest, I haven't watched a whole lot of golf since the seasons come came back. Um, but watching Spieth, and I've always said this uh, since his kind of struggle started. And to me, when he was at his best – to compare it to when he was struggling, it looked like when he would when he was at his best, his emotions and he he doesn't doesn't matter what he he hit a good shot or bad shot, it was handing the club to Greller and walking on, yeah, and that's 
saw a lot of it Pebble this week on the coverage. Even when he made a bogey, he would just hand the club to Greller. Whereas a couple of years past, he may have sit there and kind of hummed and hawed at it. Where I think that's a you know that's a huge part of a of the mental aspect of the game that you know he's still growing, man. He's young. You got to realize people don't yeah. realize that's some success. This guy's young still. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, he's. 27 or 28, you know, and right. he's been on tour for eight or nine years now, um, which is just crazy, you know. It's just crazy to think about. Um, but, yeah, man, I think he'll come around. I, I just I just enjoy watching him, especially, you know, in like those big team events, dude. Like, you know, when, whenever he starts getting hot, you know, my, he, like my dad said, it's like he's, uh, he's putting at a basketball rim with a, with a BB. Pretty much, uh, yeah. That that'd be something to start seeing him back at the Ryder Cup or something like that. I mean, you were you were saying it's you're thinking he's back. I mean, a lot of people I think would say he is back with the last couple finishes he's he's had. Unfortunately, he hasn't been able to win. But um, yeah, I mean, speed. He looks like he's striking the ball well again. Um, so, I mean, whether or not he's putting, you know. His putter was always like insane during during his glory years or whatever you want to call them, um, but he hasn't been able to drive the ball for the past couple of years. It's just been killing him. And then, like you were saying, Colby, I mean, it feels like the past two tournaments for sure we thought we were going to get extra holes, and and someone just like emerges out of it, like Brooks the other week chipping in for eagle, and then. Burger slamming the door with the eagle putt on 18 for sure. So, yeah, it's been a fun, fun kind of uh, beginning of the year. Um, you One know. thing that worries me, though, about Spieth, like I'm on, like I'm praying this guy's back. I mean, golf is for sure more exciting when Jordan Spieth is one of the best in the world. But I'm still worried. It's like every time he goes to tee it up and hit that driver, I'm like, is this going like 200 yards left? Or <laughs> He, he was still struggling with his putter too, and each of the last two weeks, he's made some crazy holeouts from over a hundred yards. And then, yeah. like in this one, had he not made that holeout and had Berger not hit it into the water on eighteen to be down going into the final round, we wouldn't really have been speaking so much about Spieth. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful Spieth is back. But yeah, Zach, Zach, I agree with you, but in the, in the same respect, um, you know, if Tom Watson went a hole. 72nd hole, the British Open, he would have won. Yeah. You know, like, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's the shot for the reason, and it's a pressure for a reason, and while you may not execute it how you want, like, it is what it is. And yeah. That's, that's, I just wonder if Spieth is back or if he's just happened to have two lucky weeks back-to-back. -back. Yeah. Well, yeah. see, and it's funny because he's played well at those two places historically. Yeah. Like, yeah. last week he had 10 birdies in a round and, like, Right. Three putts from like absolute bombs, and then he had yeah. the hole out. Yeah. I mean, it's it's how you it's how you measure it. Like, is he is he ever going to get back to the way he was playing in again his glory years or whatever you want to call them? Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. But will he be competitive and get a rattle off a couple of top tens and? maybe get a, a win or two every year or maybe not even every year, but maybe a win um, here and there. Yeah. I think for sure he can start doing that. And I think that would be enough to say he's back. Yeah. Just, 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 just getting back in the mix consistently. Like, you know, he doesn't have to be getting second places or thirds, just like, you know, going into like late Saturday, like near the top of the leaderboard, just feeling those pressures and stuff. I think, you know, obviously, I don't know the guy, you know, personally at all. But just you know, through the history of golf, just once you once you get back in those situations <laughs> or getting in those situations and getting comfortable being there, then you know that that kind of just you know it, it frees you up. You know, late on Sunday, whenever you're one shot back or you know you got a one shot lead late in, you know, just. Um, but I don't know. Like I said, you know, nobody knows. We'll just. Uh, We'll have to stand by and, and see what happens. But Yeah. And then one thing that was very sad to watch was it was Nate Lashley. Was it the 16th or 17th, that four putt from 13 feet? That was like – I thought he was going to kill his caddy. You guys were probably like, who? 
thank God I'm not in there. <laughs> you know, secretly, secretly, I was kind of pulling for Lashley because his caddy. I thought he was going to win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for, yeah. His caddy and I wear the same golf shirts or same shirts uh, that the same guy produces. So it was kind of an inner team, you know. Yeah. But, uh, dude, they, Pebble's just so fun. There's so much shit down the stretch. I mean, you yeah. got 18, you got, uh, what is it, 14 to par five up the hill, I think it is. Or, yeah, 14. Um, it's just so much good golf back there. It's so fun to watch. Haven't 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 set foot on the course yet, but it's definitely a, uh, you know, whether whether I'm playing it or caddying it, I'd like for it to be, you know, within the next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here you are. I need to see well, it, man. dude. I'll tell you what, and and we keep talking about Pebble, and Pebble's Pebble, and Pebble's awesome, but honestly, in, in the normal rotation, you have Pebble Beach. You have uh, MPCC, which is Monterey Peninsula Country Club. And then you have uh, Spyglass Hill um, for the three-round. Usually it's a three-round cut there at Pebble for a one-round final uh, weekend. And uh, I'll say this, Spyglass, and if you, 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 any of the listeners, you can go, go back to look. Spyglass is four to five shots tougher every round, every day average it is it's brutal man if you're not driving well you're in some crummy spots just some greens that are so undulated to pins that they can because you're only playing one round there remember so they're going to put it in some nasty ass spots Um, it is brutal i saw uh saw some somebody post a meme and it was like uh pebble beach during the att pro-am and it had like some like kid clown like smiling or whatever and then it was like pebble during the u.s open and it had the it clown <laughs> like yeah. like crazy insane one because yeah. i remember videos and just watching the u.s open at pebble this past year uh or was it two years ago two years ago right mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah just absolutely absolutely insane um but yeah like i said i, I just i'd like to be it see it soon that shows you that shows you how much preparing a golf course can change the golf course True. you know what i mean it's crazy like look, look at and you're as a listener uh listeners may not know colby caddies or used to caddy at uh tpc sawgrass how much does that golf course change from from you know normal day to the players so much man um and i've seen it like actually tougher for these guys that you know are 25 handicaps and they come out and the rough, you know, eight inches long and it's, it's fresh ryegrass that's finally healthy. And so it's super sticky. And these guys are, you know, they're asking me like, how do I hit it? How do, how do they hit out of this? And I'm like, they don't, let's just U S open. Like, you know, it, it's not even this tough during the players, you know, like I remember during um, 2020 when me and you were out there walking, um, I was just like looking at the rough and I was like, I can't believe how short they have it. Like it was, you know, it wasn't, you know, extremely short, but I, I was just so used to it, you know, being that thick Bermuda. That was the first time I saw eye grass. And I was like, dude, this is like almost, you know, non-penalizing. Um, but um, the very first year that I was working there and went to the tournament, it was still Bermuda because it was back in May. And that was, dude, that is a, I mean, you're, you, you, you play golf in Florida. I mean, like, you know, that thick summer Bermuda, man, is impossible sometimes. Something, something that a lot of people – I don't want to get too far off topic here. Sorry, Zach and Nolan. We're going on a little tangent. But uh, <laughs> something that uh, a lot of people don't understand that play golf. Because, I mean, dude, there's millions of people worldwide that play golf. Right? Multi, multi, multi-millions. The – May, I would say 99% of the population that play golf do not understand how much of a difference different grasses make on the golf ball. Whether yeah. it's bent to Bermuda, the rye to bluegrass to Poana, it doesn't matter. Like you, it's so different in how it reacts and how it reads on the greens and how it, you know, bent grass usually root, rolls so true and Poana usually, you know, late in the day can get hoppy, whatever the hell it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I didn't know a lot of that until I started doing like some some uh, some tour events and just hearing these guys 
you know, talk about, yeah, man, you know, like I've, I've hit this chip shot from here and it, and it flew, you know, 80 yards. And then I hit it the same one and, and it flew almost a hundred with the same swing, you know, and yeah. it's like all depending on how, how the ball is just sitting, you know, sitting yeah. in the, it can build a fairway. How it rides the face, how it doesn't ride the face, how it do it's it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, enough enough good talk though. I'll shut up. No, we're <laughs> known for our tangents. It's sort of our thing, but talking about a tangent, I know uh one of our guys uh who we've had on and one of Reed's buddies, he was in a pretty big event this last weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh one of our former guests, and actually I was talking to him, Zach, and I haven't brought it up to you guys, but I was talking to him and he wants to come on again soon. Um the last year, he uh, was driving full-time NASCAR, and due to COVID, uh, um, Ty Dillon uh, lost his NASCAR team. So for the Daytona 500 this year, he found a new team. He, um, well, I shouldn't say for the Daytona 500, perhaps, but for the Daytona 500 week, he found a new team. He raced on, um, let's see, he raced on Friday, Thursday night, sorry. Um, he needed to finish in the top 25% of the people, people who are already not exempt. Um, if you go back to the replay of that race, he literally lost by the nose of a race car. And if you uh, minute that down, that's hundreds of a second. Um, and then, um, unfortunately, he didn't get to race in the 500. But his brother, uh, former champion of the Daytona 500, Austin Dillon, the three-car, ran third. And to top it off, I have to brag a little bit. Your boy did a fan duel on the Daytona 500. 459 entrants. He finished 21st. Wow. Nicely done. Big W. Big W. $7.77 entry. Return for 30 bucks. Score, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Reed's making all the big bucks. We might need to uh, become a, a podcast for NASCAR. Yeah, I follow it. If, if, if any listeners want some information, you just feel free to holler. Yeah, and you know, talking about cars, Reed, just thinking about this, you would not believe what car I saw on the road this weekend. What was that? A Forma car. You what kind? Believe it. What kind? A Shelby. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, uh, Chris Relia and uh, Forma cars out in Columbus, Ohio, if you haven't checked them out, dude, they do all their designs by laser technology. So all their doors cut, all their engine parts cut, all of their um, frames, everything. Everything done by laser. It's, it's pretty cool. As Blaze, my cat, destroyed the the dog door. Uh, former car is here he, in Columbus, Ohio. Um, he does a good job. Check him out. Uh, Chris Relia and his team uh, put together some pretty cool replica machines. All right, and uh, so going on to next week, we got the Genesis Open. Reed, I have you played at this event, Reed? No, last year, Mark and I, uh, we were, I want to say, it's, it's really, let me explain this, this short bit first. To get into a lot of the invitationals, such as Colonial, Bay Hill, um, Riviera, which is uh, the LA Open or former LA Open over there, whatever, uh, Genesis um and some other events it's very hard to get into them the first year back on tour or the first year on tour because your status isn't very good so you have to be playing really well anyhow we were third alternate i went to the golf course played in a pro-am i've seen it i love it didn't play competition there um ended up driving back to phoenix at the time when i was living there but uh dude this golf course i've never even played there i've never even played a competitive round there I've never caddied a competitive round there. I've caddied in a pro-am, uh, Monday pro-am. Dude, it is spectacular. It sets above L.A., looking over the water on the on the nearest hillside. Million, multi, 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 multi-million dollar homes. Yeah, what about you, Colby? Any uh, knowledge of the course? Uh, other than... It's a, a place a place you got to go see, man. Uh, just like Reed was saying, I've heard people talk about it and describe it, and it's just uh, you know, it's it's again that's on the uh, on the bucket list. Whether I'm inside the ropes or outside the ropes, I, I don't care, man. I, you know, places like that, you know, I just you know, of course I'd love to go see. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, I, I forget who it was. One of the – some tour player last year was talking about just how well accurate it is and just the attention to detail and how it just sits, you know, you know, miles higher as far as standards go uh, for PGA Tour, uh, PGA Tour events. So, but definitely love to, love to see that sometime. I would say it's a very, very underrated course. I mean, it's got so many cool holes that – and – you know, they hold the, the invitational every year, but um, I'm trying to – I think it's, ha- it's had a, a PGA or a U.S. Open um, in the past, but um, can't can't recall when that might have happened. But it's a – yeah, it's a great-looking course, so. No, and I've uh, – and this is just speaking for myself. I've been all over the world caddying and playing golf. I've seen one golf course and it was in the same year as this one that could replicate the, uh, what they can do with the greens, how they can change a golf hole, by just moving the pin. It's fucking, I mean, all, all I have to say is hole number 10 people uh, to listeners watch hole number 10 this week. It's 320 yards. It will be played over par. Is uh, is is this the course where the bunkers, the greenside bunkers, are cut into the greens? Uh like, no. There's a couple though. Uh, there's a couple courses that happens, but I don't, I don't recall that, Colby. Uh, I might, I'm, I'm, I might be thinking of a different course. I, just, I really thought it was this one or some other course in California, but um, yeah, I, I, I saw some pictures of it last year or the year before and just thought that was like the coolest thing ever yeah the, i'm not sure if it's this one either but you know us we're not really known for our picks but we'll each give out one guy we think's gonna win so uh colby, hey, colby be zach, zach zach before we go longer do you mean cut out into the greens like uh like the british style like the carnoustie stuff yeah like, no, like in the middle like no like the ball literally if the ball like falls off the green it goes directly down into the bunker so oh, like, yeah there's definitely some of that okay so that is that is riff for sure yeah there's definitely some of that that's okay yeah that's what i thought um but uh, a pick for this week put them on the spot on the spot <laughs> we already discussed how we were going to put you on the spot in this show yeah yeah that's true um you can think about it some more colby and i can go yeah, yeah, you go for it. You go for it. <laughs> Way to let him. Way to let we'll him give, out. Yeah, I'll give you an out here. I mean, there is a lot of big dogs playing this week. Um, that's the first thing you'll notice if you take a peek at the field. Um, Xander, DJ, Rom, Cantley, Rory, DeChambeau, JT, Berger, Hovland, Finau. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, and then – Guys with, you know, great track records. Um, Colin Kawa is from around the area, I think. Um, so I'm sure he's seen this course quite a bit. Um, it's really hard for me to kind of go away from one of those big dogs. I mean, th- there's a great chance that multiple, multiple of them will be hanging around there Sunday afternoon. And um, it's, it's hard to stray away from them and that leads me to I, I I'm not sure how how well he's played here in the past I know I feel like John Rom plays really well here all the time um, but Rom I'm going plays well everywhere yeah and you gotta remember he lives <laughs> he lives close too so yeah. he, he can probably go there whenever he wants he lives in Phoenix I do really like John Rom this week but I'm gonna go with uh, Rory this week I I think he's kind of due for a win here. It's been maybe a, about a year-ish. I think he he kind of went on a tear pre-COVID, um, yeah. if I recall, and this is kind of around that time. So um, I'm going with Rory this week. It's always a safe choice. Yeah. Yeah. Reed, what do you got? I would say that's pretty, uh, that's pretty reasonable. But, I mean, I, man, Rory – Rory scares me, dude. I mean, he, and the only reason I say that is because he scares me in the, sense, in the betting sense. The only reason I say that is he's starting to get older. Um, 
you know, you don't know when their drop-off's going to be. I mean, he's already dropped off from his prime. That's pretty apparent. Like, that's not hating on the guy. It's just, it's real. Um, I'm going to give uh, the listeners some um, – and our FanDuel uh, people and our betters, a long shot to take, and then I'll give my actual pick. Um, looking at some of the longer shots, middle shots that could win this tournament that you've never heard of. I shouldn't say never heard of because Riviera, you've probably heard of almost everyone. But a guy who's been playing well, second year on the PGA Tour, has a caddy who has worked for Tom Watson. Um, and that's Henrik Norlander. Uh, you're going to get him at probably anywhere from 120 to 150 to one. Um, hell of a shot, man. Hey, that, that guy, that, that course sets up so good for him because he hit, he carries, he hits a high big ball that I wouldn't say rolls a long way, but it's kind of soft and there's a lot of big carries out there. Um, but my pick for the week is going to be Victor Hovland. Oof, I like that one. Mm. Colby, I'll leave it to you. Hey, and um, man, I know he just won hard, and I know how hard it is to win even just more than once in the same season, especially, you know, so close back-to-back. But I was like, I kind of want to say Brooks, um, which I know, again, is a very safe bet. But um, – I don't know. I just feel like you put him in a in a field, um, you know, stacked with some of the other best players in the world, you know, other than just a regular tournament, you know, almost like a very, very small mini major in itself, I think, just between the players. Um, because no one, you know, that you're not you're only getting there if you're, you know, the best in the world. So I just feel like, you know, that kind of gives him another reason to go in and uh, you know. Try, try to lift up a trophy, but you know, unfortunately for his uh, for his betting odds after after winning in uh, uh, at the waste management, you know, not a lot of value there. But uh, you know, it might be something to parlay on top uh, with a with a couple basketball games or something like that. Get a little more bang for your buck. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. For me, I'm gonna give uh, a long shot first. It's a guy, he's just, I feel like he's like one of those new bombers now, and he's just been playing good golf, two top tens in the new season. It's Sam Burns. Yeah, yeah. He's been around for a little while, though. He's won a couple times, Zach. He is young, and he is good. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's been great. The first time I remember seeing him was that round he played with Tiger. At, with at Tiger, Tiger. Yeah. What was it, Nolan? Oh, gosh. Was that was that a that was like in Mexico. It was right, right before the match play. It might have been in he, Mexico. Yeah, because he ended up playing with Tiger. Did he, he might have ended up playing against Tiger in the match play too. But yeah. um, I remember. WGC yeah. Mexico? Yeah. yeah. But uh, my pick to win, I'm not going to be a sucker here and take DJ because he just wins. Like We're probably playing for second here. And then, for, hey, Zach, before you go, I think we're trying to – obviously, DJ is probably a good choice. And, all, but like, we're trying to reach out of the box for some people who think outside outside the lines a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So, well, I went with Burns, but for this pick, I'm going to go a little more inside the box with Justin Thomas. <laughs> a little more. He's not, he's not uh, like DJ. No, that, 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 that's inside the little box, bro. Oh, come on. I gave Sam Burns. I gave a long shot, and I got to give a, guy, a top guy. There's so many top guys in this event. You can't tell me Thomas is such a lock. It is a hard, it is a hard event to get in there. All right. Yeah, but I'll give my long shot. We all get long shots. I got to no, go, he, I gotta go with the – He's the top five player the, in the world. He's, he's a long shot. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do um, – my long shot is – Clearly going to be Zalatoris just because he's one of the hottest kids. Is he playing? No, yeah. yeah. Sponsored. How, how, how did he get in? Sponsor. He's a, he's, he's a boss. Wow. He knows bro. people. Wow. Yes. I, I, I didn't realize he was playing. Yeah. I heard Tiger I heard personally invited him. Wow. That's cool, though. <laughs> I like – I mean, okay. Yeah. Did you – 
or should we keep going with the long shot? Because obviously I picked Rory, which again, not crazy long, but I like Lanto Griffin as more of a longer shot. Also, you know, a great player. Um, but I, I just like the way he plays. And I think, I don't think he's won recently. He's been there a lot um, as of late. So I like Lanto kind of as my long shot. For those, for those listening, if you're going to pick someone, if you're going to bet someone, make sure they're a good putter this week. Uh, LA Country Claire, uh Riviera, sorry, uh, is uh, – dude, you got to be able to roll stick this week. That's is there anyone – is there anyone on the field, guys, that you're like, there's no freaking way he, he could win? Oh, man, I'm sure there – I'm sure there's people that I'm like, wow, he's – I mean, like Bubba Watson, dude. I, like, I – I don't. I don't think that guy can win right now. Uh, let's talk about um, Russell Henley. I mean, he's a great player, but against against these guys, like at this golf course, can he? We'll see. Cameron Tring. Yeah. Um, Cameron. You know, I mean, it's just there's a it's it's, it's a limited field, but it's still a good field. Maverick McNeely, you know, young kid. 100 to 1 odds right now, or opening odds 100 to 1. You know, I mean, you know, uh, Maverick Neely's family um, sold a mansion for like 100 and some odd million or billion dollars to his dad's the assistant. That was used to be a, the assistant at uh, Sun Microsystems. But fuck, dude, I mean, like, it's anyone's game. But, Great I mean, thing about Maverick McNeely, by the way, they kept talking about it in the coverage at Pebble, how, like, he grew up on the course and he only got to play his first round there when he was 16. Do you think his dad is like, fuck, I should have let him on when he was 12? Maybe he would have <laughs> made up a couple shots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Dad. I remember hearing that, and I was like, that's, that's so weird, you know, to grow up there and, you know, not play. That's like, you know, you know, some kid from Jacksonville or Ponte Vedra growing up and – not playing sawgrass, you know, it's just like, yeah. it doesn't seem like that would ever happen. Right. But, oh, well, to, to each his own. All right. And, uh, Reeves, go on. We cut you off there, I think. No, no, you guys are good. I was done. Okay, perfect. Well, as we've been doing every week, I feel like it's been going really well. We're drafting different things in the golf world. We're getting some good feedback there, interaction. This week, we're going to be drafting. Since we're four, we're going to draft our two best golfers without a major. Colby, I've been informed that you were told in advance here, so it's not completely off the top. Yeah, thank but God. <laughs> we will grant you a first pick. It'll go Colby, Reed, Nolan, and myself, because we're back to the top of the order. The floor is yours. I mean, it, 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 one absolutely no doubt has to be has to be Ricky Fowler, has to be. Wow, stole uh, one from me, man! Come on, <laughs> come on, man! That, that's so obvious. I mean, that dude—you know—I forget what year it was, but you know, top five in every single major, and I think two, maybe two of them were second place. Yeah, he got um, second behind Rory at the British, and it might have yeah. been. Rory at like the U.S. Open the same year or something, and and again, you know, he's one of the guys that whenever I first started really getting into golf back in college, that he was you know right there up at the top, and which he still is as far as like he's always on your TV and stuff. But um, I just loved watching the way he played, just always super calm, cool, um, and uh, for whatever reason, his kind of like laid off. Kinda, flat golf swing i just think it just looks so sick i have no idea why um but uh, i just yeah, kind of have the same i kind of have that same swing and i think it's disgusting <laughs> like, not the adam scott swing you know the picture perfect but uh you know he's you know he's not he's not too big of a guy so he puts a different move on it and he can i mean he can rip it um but uh yeah i mean that's it's got it's got to be Number one, number one pick for me is definitely Ricky. All right, Reed. Now you got to come up with something new here. You guys ever guys. Doug Sanders? Not nope. me. <laughs> Guessing he's pretty old. Not me. 
<laughs> Doug Sanders won twenty won twenty times on the PGA Tour. And never like won a 50s? major. I'll never won a major. Never won a major. Hey, all I gotta say is beat that one. You win twenty times and never won a major. Doug Sanders. <laughs> Doug Dougie Sanders. All right, no one. Wasn't expecting Doug Sanders, I can tell you that. Okay. Yeah, I mean Ricky Fowler, that's fine. Um has he he's had a you know he's had a really good career, but I think this guy I'm picking has had a better career than Ricky Fowler. Um and that would be Lee Westwood. Um Dude, he, he you just, guys have already stolen two of my three. <laughs> Fuck you. He just I basically won. First for sure. <laughs> yeah, he basically just won European Player of the Year at his ripe old age. And he's still – he is just like a ball striker. He's so good. Yeah. I mean, never, never been a great putter, which has probably been his, his downfall. But he is just – he has mastered the golf swing. And he has – Get this: nineteen top ten finishes in in majors. Um, yeah. So he's well, been there so many times. Um, but I don't, I don't think at this point he really has any shot. All right. Well, for my pick, another guy who I think doesn't really have a shot now, but also hurt by the Tiger effect, it's Luke Donald. Fuck first, you, man! Uh, first in the world, former had, world number one. He had the craziest streak. It was like he went. A year and a half without three putting at one point. No way. Yeah, he has the longest streak of no three. Seriously? Putting. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching some, and he also has like the longest streak of sand saves too. Like there was one point where he made like a hundred straight sand saves. It's like you're an asshole. But that that that's <laughs> some that's people good... are like too good at things that like I start to not like them. I I would not have thought that he hasn't won a major because I'm, you know, was it like early yeah. 2000 where he was world number one for a really long time? Yeah. In, 2000. in 2011. 2011. Yeah. Yeah. He's never uh, come top. He's world never number one. Hey, just comprehend this slowly. There was a world number one that had never won a major. Think about that. Welcome to woman's tennis, Reed. Welcome to <laughs> woman's tennis. <laughs> was soccer. Yeah. <laughs> or or men's lacrosse. Men, men's lacrosse. Who knows how the rankings work? <laughs> Colby, I'll bring it back to you. Back to the top. Um oh, let's say we got we got Ricky. We got um who we got? Luke Donald. Who was who was Reed? West I picked Westwood and Reed picked uh, Sam. No. Great, no. Doug Sander. <laughs> Doug Sander. Yeah. <laughs> Samuel Adams. <laughs> we don't even know if this guy's real. Hey, hey, Doug Sanders has more wins com- put together than all your players combined. Doug Sanders mm. is not happy with us if he's listening to this podcast. Uh, no, Doug Sanders is dead. But I love oh. him. Oh, well, right. now it's just getting worse. Yeah, yeah. I'll salt in the wound right there. Yeah, I'll stop when I'm ahead. Uh, okay. Um, so this one would be my second pick. Um, second and last pick. Second and last, best to, best ever to not win a major, or just like best. I'll tell you what, Colby. While you while you're thinking about that, I did. We did send this out to uh, the fan base on Twitter, and I threw in there maybe a future. You know, someone you think may never win a major, and he might take up that mantle as best player to never win a major if you want to think about that even some more well i think this guy will definitely win a major but it's it's kind of a it's kind of a cop-out answer because he's still pretty young but um you know can't lay uh Cantley hasn't won a major so. that guy, dude that guy is gonna win i'm telling you is gonna win augusta in the next five years he's been so close he's augusta dude he's what? he's I feel like he's going to go kind of on a similar tear that Ricky did, you know, with all the majors. Just, like, just have a year or two where he just absolutely just tears them up and, you know, might even win a couple of them. Um, that he, when, he scared the crap out of me when he eagled um, 
to take the lead at the Masters when Tiger yeah. won. I was like, <laughs> Patrick no. Cantley is going to ruin my life right now. <laughs> yeah, he, he was good. Patrick Cantley would have been the, uh, uh, the Stuart Most Singer. hated man. <laughs> yeah, Stuart Singer. Uh, of Tom Watson. Um, yeah, like I said, I, mean, I feel like that's kind of a cop-out answer in a way. But, um, I mean, I, he's definitely one of the best players in the world right now, no doubt. And being the fact that he doesn't have a major yet, he fits the uh, the prescription for the question. So, that, that's, that's my answer. She'll take it. Love it. All Thanks, right. Sir. Yep, I'm uh, I'm looking up the earnings on this guy because I'm curious. Oh, I just want to oh. spit it out there real quick. That's funny. That's that's what mine is. I hope we didn't have the same guy. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me uh, eight. Go ahead. I'll I'll, call, I'll go next. Yeah. What if I'm about to say the guy you're going to say that? Then I lose. <laughs> oh man. All right. I got it. I got it. Here we go. I got it. I got it. Oh wow. All right. This guy has made $51.6 million no, in his career. No, 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 <laughs> He is 10th all-time in major wins. In, in winnings. In winnings, sorry. Yeah. In, in, earning, in earnings property. Could be the guy I have. Now I'm concerned. Matt Kuchar. That was who I had. Is oh, a no. legend in golf. Fifty-one yeah. million. He's yeah, tenth all-time in earnings. And if you look at the all-time earnings list, a lot of it is be. I mean, a lot of it's the great players, and a lot of it is because the purses have become ten times what they were in the sixties. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I get that. But still, dude, look at the number on that. The, Fifty-one million in earnings. We're not talking about sponsorships. We're not yeah. talking about. We're not talking about side gigs. We're talking about fucking teeing it up, ripping it up, and holding a golf ball. Yeah, that's nuts, dude. Yeah, the stat I was gonna also throw out there. If you look at that earnings list, everyone in the top fifteen has a major on that list besides Matt Kuchar. Yep. Uh, yeah. All right. No, dang it, Reed. You, uh... I can't recover from this. Hey, I gave you it's the so bone, and you didn't, you didn't bite the bone quick enough. It's because I, I had the feeling, I had the feeling that you had him, and I was like, I gotta respect this, this, whatever researcher doing the on the pod. With the bone, you didn't steal the bone. You were just like my little, my little fourteen-week-old German Shepherd here. Yeah, you better watch out because I'm gonna. Grow up you and be a big, big German Shepherd. I'm gonna rip your face off. <laughs> it was an honorable move, Nolan. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Luckily, I had a backup, and um, it's also a stalwart on the European tour. Um, so let's just get it out there. I'm going Colin Montgomery, Monty. Um, he, the one thing I saw on him is he finished um sorry he lost in a playoff in back-to-back years in um in a major in 94 he lost in a playoff to ernie Els in the u.s open and then in 95 he lost in a playoff uh, in the pga to steve elkington so he's been very close um but no cigar for monty yeah Uh, uh, I, I think I think the cigar goes to uh, Miguel on health. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Miguel's got a cigar. <laughs> well, for the last pick, you know, I missed out on a lot of choices I wanted. I really wanted Lee Westwood in there. So everything's gone downhill since. But for the last pick, hopefully I don't get ragged on for this. He's definitely not a guy people have enjoyed in the golf world too much. But Ian Poulter. Oh, yeah. Dude, he was on my list. He was on my list. Zach. Okay, good. I was worried like no one had him there. What a terrible pick. Made over no. forty million in his career. Hey, Ian Poulter has a lot of people hate him because people think he's like a, a dick, which a lot of people think British people are dicks. But Ian Poulter has a special place in my heart because I held the Ryder Cup at Lake Nona when Ian Poulter handed it to me. Dude, that thing was cool. Wow. That's pretty sick. That's dope, man. <laughs> it's pretty well, cool. Before yeah, I, we end things, let's read uh, some of the answers we got from uh, 
on Twitter. We got Harry Cooper, Stricker. Uh, let's see who else we got. Hey, Zach, there's this this guy, Grayson Golf, 61, hit it on the nose, man. He, I, mean, I mean, pretty close. He I took agree. Westwood, Fowler, and Paul Casey. Paul Casey's another good one that no one said. I don't even <laughs> see that answer. Yeah. Grayson Thompson or Bobby Walk? On, uh, on Instagram, I posted it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, those were great That's answers. Uh, to, to close things off here, we got a little trivia. We got a little Tiger fact. Let's start with the Tiger fact, and then we'll get some uh, three-way trivia going. Yeah, of course. Um, I kind of got a two-part here, Tiger fact. One, one part stat, one part um, question for you guys. Um, so we all know we're playing at the Genesis. So this is where um, Tiger's Foundation now hosts um, hosts the Genesis. Um, did you know this was the first PGA Tour event uh, that Tiger Woods played um, back when it was the LA Open? It's also um, Jack Nicklaus' um, first PGA Tour event as well. So interesting little tidbit there. Um, but my question for you guys is, what is his best finish at this event? At the LA Open, huh? Yeah, LA or Genesis, whatever. Yeah. Interesting. I would say never won, huh? He's never won. That there's your there's your little hint. I would say. I mean, I say. What do you say? Eleven. Yeah, I'll say I'll say T eleven. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say T eight. I was gonna say T nine. Just getting into the top ten, we're all in the same area. Well, you all underestimated Tiger Woods once again. Everyone always does. I mean, the guy does incredible things all the time, and we still underestimate him. He's he's finished second here, so really close. (laughs) (laughs) I made a mistake. He finished like twenty fifth. Those were really bad guesses, actually, for us. When you think about it, none of us even guessed the top five. Yeah, come Everybody on. Won, like, every second. <laughs> I am so insulted right now. So. But, I mean, yeah. but in, in retrospect, we- hey, looking, to be fair, looking back as, a, as an answer, as a person who answers that question, you're thinking, well, he wouldn't ask this if you if finished second. Like, that's just too obvious. I mean, that's why you're our trivia <laughs> guy. All right, boys. L.A. This is an old time law, but it still sits in place. It is illegal to drive more than how many sheep down Hollywood Boulevard? A. Ten. B. A thousand. C. Two thousand. Or D. Ten thousand. This is obvious. It's ten thousand. Oh, it's obvious, obvious. Zach. Has to be. You haven't been studying this? Sheep. I'll say 2,000. Colby, you're saying 2,000? Yeah. All right. All right, I'll go. Zach's saying 10,000. All right. I'll go 1,000, so we have a little variety here. Well, you know, this might be the only time in our history that the guess was right. 2,000 is the answer. (laughs) Wow. Yes, sir. I have failed miserably. I have a couple other things. You know, I, me and my uh, – I love looking up shit about cities of the old history and fun facts. I have a second little trivia bit and then a fun fact. There are 11 miles of tunnels under the city of Los Angeles. You guys know that? No. Did not. I heard that. Crazy, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's hidden – it's it's been used to uh, trans in the olden days to transport prisoners and like bodies and stuff when they've died. Is that like some Elon Musk shit though too? Isn't he like <laughs> yeah? There's Probably. there's that number's going up. Probably soon but, sooner or later the whole California is just going to cave in on itself though. Hey, when LA was first founded, the city's full name was El Pueblo de Nuestra Sonora. Renea de los Angeles sobre el Rio Porquinquila. Thank goodness they changed it to Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> <Or just> L- 
<laughs> Say that ten times. No kidding, right? <laughs> Colby, I want to personally congratulate you on your victory here tonight. Um, and you know what? I think it's because you run towards pressure and you do not run away from it, as Doc Rivers would say in the Netflix documentary. Wow. That's exactly I love it. I love it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Energetic source. Well, Colby, it was awesome having you on, you know, uh, especially with COVID. Great to catch up with you. I'm sure we're going to have you on again soon. But until then, good luck. Good luck this coming week. And uh, thank you guys for listening to the From the Back Tees podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to From the Back Tees. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information and updates, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at From the Back Tees. I'm going to enjoy it for the rest of my life. See you next week. Be the ball, man.